Hey everyone, Ryan here. Uh, I just want to give a little preface to this week's episode. Me and the guys had a little bit of a scheduling conflict this week, and we couldn't do our normal record. So uh, this week, we've cut together a little bit of a special bonus episode. Uh, it's Blues Brothers 2000. So if you haven't listened to the Blues Brothers episode, we recorded this right after the Blues Brothers to see if Bill liked Blues Brothers 2000 better than... The Blues Brothers. I hope you like it, and we'll be back with the uh, regular scheduled shenanigans that we normally do uh, next Monday. Enjoy. Check out. Shit, I forgot what it's called. It's in Portland. It's the Hair Place. Um, man, they've been sponsoring us for two years. What's it called? <laughs> um, uh. It's called Hairpin Salon. That's what it's called. Yeah. Check out Hairpin Salon in Portland. Google it. Hello and welcome to a special edition episode of... Are we on? Yes, Bill. Bill, we're here. A special episode of the Bish Education of Shelter, Bill. Um, we had to do an emergency session after um, some revelations in the last episode that uh, Bill would probably like Blues Brothers 2000, which is a flaming dumpster fire of a movie, better than the original Blues Brothers. So, Bill, you watched the movie? I did, and I, you know... According to Rick's uh, advice on how to properly watch movies, I watched 45 minutes of it at about 3 a.m. this morning. <laughs> then I watched another 20 minutes at about 7. And then I watched the last hour or so uh, at work. Uh, <laughs> and just finished it like 20 minutes ago. You know, I know you're trying to make a little jokey joke there, but that is the best way to watch this movie specifically. <laughs> To keep yourself from vomiting uncontrollably. That's why I was up at three watching the movie. Huh. <laughs> I tried to rewatch the movie and I did it uh, about 11 o'clock one night and I got an hour in and said, oh, I should finish this up. It's got to be almost over. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> so No, it's I a did... little over two hours. It is. It is longer than it needs to be. <laughs> I may be a little spotty. Yeah. In some of the end parts, but I still have seen it in the past, and I got some. I remember enough of it. I've been traumatized in my life. Ryan, did you rewatch the movie? I did. I watched it yesterday, and um, it made me angry. Uh, I started to take voice notes, and then <laughs> oh, you're gonna get even angrier. Then. Um, <laughs> I started to take voice notes, and then decided that uh, all of the th there would be too many things. So I stopped, and I'm just going to go from memory, because, yeah. Okay. It's nonstop from beginning to end, just yeah. things to talk about and things to not understand and what is happening in this movie. <laughs> okay, but see, that is exactly what the first movie is, too. Like, right. if you didn't know what it was, and you just turned on the first movie, you're like, this is nonstop confusing garbage like what is happening here why did they just break out into song in this diner who's this guy that looks like ray charles what is with uh princess leia trying to kill him every 10 minutes sure but 
at least that was part of the running joke. They tried to do it again and it did not work successfully when mm-hmm. this movie came out. When did this movie come out? 1998 or something? Yeah, 1998. Okay. That makes sense. As, so, as with everything labeled 2000, it came out before the year 2000. Exactly. <laughs> I had I saw someone on, on one of my social media things the other day say, listening to Dr. Dre's The Chronic 2001 and said, man, 2001 was a good year. And I said, well, that was 1999. So, <laughs> <laughs> And I'm pretty sure universally 2001 is not considered one of the highlight years. <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. I turned 21. I don't remember much of it. Right. Okay. I, I'm i pretty sure that's when 9-11 happened. <laughs> I don't know. For, How can you remember sure? that part? Well, this is the alternate the for this podcast. The that year. The alternate name for this podcast is three guys who don't know when things happen. So. <laughs> okay. Should we dive into Blues Brothers 2000? Yes, yes we definitely this, should. This gem. <laughs> Uh, okay, so first off, this movie is worse than the first one. Okay. Right? okay. But not much. <laughs> it really isn't. <laughs> and the the biggest problem with it is it has no plot. It has no purpose, right? It's just like an homage to trying to recreate some of the scenes. There's There's no... That, that was the biggest problem I had with this movie. Honestly, the biggest problem I had was that there's no mission from God that they're on. They're not trying to save anything. They're not trying to do anything. They're not trying right. to, they have no timeline. It's just so that they can have jobs and do it again because it's fun, you know? So there, there was just no purpose for them to go through all of this again. So that that felt like a huge hole in the plot and a letdown. So not to defend Blues Brothers 2000, but <laughs> but you're do you gonna do you? Oh, I'm not. But do you consider both the movies? I know there is a plot and a mission in the first one, but aren't they both just basically road trip movies? They are, but at least the first one makes the effort to say we have to raise five thousand dollars by five p.m. on this day in order to save the orphanage. Right? There's right. like a tiny bit of a premise that you can build the reason for the movie on right like in this one once they've got the russians and the nazis and the, all the police and the fbi after them really they could just be like hey let's just go lay low in mexico for a few months we got no timeline here there's no reason we have to go play for this witch queen in new orleans well and so that's another <laughs> thing such a good movie he, <laughs> elwood is a complete asshole like you realize that he's a dick because he goes to everybody's workplace and instead of like just making it uncomfortable, he burns places down. <laughs> yeah. He, he says, okay, you're no longer going to be able to do your job. So now you have to come with me to be in the band to do nothing. Right. Yeah. He destroys or gets the, the strip club destroyed. Yeah. He gets the guy shot at at the uh, cemetery where he works at. Yeah. And he, uh, you know, gets the guy at Aretha Franklin's Mercedes dealership in trouble again. Okay, so I'm not going to, <laughs> once once again, I'm not going to defend this movie. You might hear me say that a lot, but listening to these arguments, there's probably an issue making this movie after John Belushi's no longer alive that, you know, he's the problem child 
in the Blues Brothers, right? right? He's the issue. <laughs> so, and Elwood's kind of the voice of reason. But in this movie, Elwood takes over the Jake role because you don't want to let John Goodman have to like try and do a John Belushi impression. Is that why? I don't know, because I feel like he would have, I was hoping that was the character he would be. Like, I feel like if John Goodman had showed up as a badass, it would have been a cool character for him. But when he shows up as like a dumb idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So his, his character was, was sad. While um, we talk about John Goodman, I just want to bring up my biggest issue with maybe the whole movie is when John Goodman sings his first song, the jeans he's wearing were so <laughs> off-putting. <laughs> I hated it so the much. 90s, 90s Costco dad jeans. Yeah, it was bad news. Maybe, you know, if you have a chance, go back and just check out those jeans. I mean, why does John Goodman need to be in that movie? Because because John Belushi's dead. Yeah, but but I felt like the kid that I loved the kid. The kid was awesome. Of course you did. Course. That's <laughs> the um, kid was like the best part in the movie. Well, like he's just he, a trope of every sequel. Let's add a kid to this. Or I'm surprised they didn't have a blues dog. You know, I mean, I, <laughs> it, it was great. The dog playing the, harmonica between the kid and the like half-brother cop that gets converted in the church tent meeting magically <laughs> in the sky. Uh, I don't know why you needed John Goodman also, but... Um, well, it certainly wasn't for his singing ability. <laughs> right. Uh, he was a pretty good dancer. My f- Okay, so I loved the kid. I thought that was great. Ugh. Um, I did think that this movie had better music. The music was way better. I enjoyed it so much more. Okay. I I do like about three of the songs in the movie. Which ones? Uh, my favorite. Well, do you want to go best to work? Well, okay. I like the Blues Traveler song a lot. Yeah. That was the guy behind the motel. Yep. That was yeah. the whole band. I mean, that was the band. That, which, that's annoying, right? Because in that movie... He shows up, says, hi, will you come watch my band play? And then they just do a music video in the middle of the movie. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the, there's no reason for them to be in the movie. And then at the end of him. it, he's, and then at the end of it, he's standing by himself. Right. Yeah. So you're not sure if it was real or not. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Obviously, none of it was real. <laughs> the, uh, but my favorite song in that movie is six, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine. Yes. Okay. That was okay. Good. Is that a real song? Yes, I believe so. It's a cover it wasn't like that song wasn't because that that whole scene doesn't make any sense unless that's a real song that they're trying to wedge into the story. Well, like, it's not as well wedging into the story is one thing, but it's not a, it's not a song that was like it didn't just come out and they were like they weren't trying to do like they do with Blues Traveler and wedge a new Blues Traveler song in. You know, this was like an old Wilson Wilson Pickett song that they said, let's play this because it's good. And we got Wilson Pickett in the movie. You know, it they wasn't like at the Mercedes dealership when Aretha Franklin sings Respect. And you're like, oh, this is the movie that that song's from. <laughs> nope, that's not how, yeah, none of those things are like <laughs> because that. Because she sang it in the first movie, too. <laughs> yeah. No, she sang something no. else in the first yeah, movie. Yeah, she sang the other one. It sounds just like that. Um, it wasn't Respect, because no. I know Respect. And I didn't know the first song she sang, because I didn't know it was her. Yeah, it's... Uh, if, she, if she'd sang Respect, I would have known it was her. I probably would have called her by the wrong name, but I would have known it was a famous <laughs> musician. Yeah, yeah, she sings Think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
Um, but, but in that, that's confusing because in that song she does say something about R E S P C T, but it's I, not I respect. I think she spelled. Yeah, it's, it's been a while yeah. since I've heard that song, but I'll yeah. check it out. But yeah, um, that's my favorite song and video. Um, do you know any of those people in that song, Bill? The phone number song about yeah the, the phone number song hotline yeah <laughs> the hotline bling song. hotline bling yeah it's not drake it's pre-drake yeah i would have known um no i don't know any of the people in that song so the main guy's wilson pickett and that was his original song and then in that video is he um, famous for being wilson pickett or was he part of something uh he's he's famous for being wilson pickett okay um but the other guy in that video I think what they tried to wedge in is Johnny Lang. Yeah. The the white kid playing guitar and singing looks really young. Yeah, yeah, with the big mouth. Yeah. So he was a um like a young like guitar prodigy. I saw him in concert when I was like 17 or 18. He opened Johnny Johnny Lang. Yeah. He was isn't like Isn't that isn't he like a Mortal Kombat character? That's Johnny Cage. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> and but, Liu Kang. Yeah. Got it. I'm mixing those two up. Um, Johnny Lang was like a an amazing guitar player, and he was like 16 years old, mm-hmm. and he was great. But anyway, so that's I like that song. And then, um, I mean, I guess maybe that's all. I mean, Funky Nassau is that, not. It's, that's the that's the Caribbean one where they were yeah, green. Where they were that was my favorite song in the whole movie. <laughs> right. It it borrows, like that song it a, borrows lot. a lot from. Um, I'm blanking on the name now. Disney movie. It's. It sounds like it's from Jungle Book. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it's... Uh, we should cut that. <laughs> so, uh, there's a okay. So, Bill, I have a really good. I have an interesting question for you. I guess. Did you laugh out loud during this movie? No, not one time. Um. Let's see. Okay, I. <laughs> I chuckled. Wait for it. <laughs> I chuckled when he's in the commander's office when he's oh. first talking to the police officer and he's talking to him about how last time he tried to get the band together, he did $22 million in property <laughs> damage to vehicles. That was funny. Yeah, okay. That and, was funny. Yeah. That's because you sell liked, insurance. And I liked the nun's retractable metal stick that she's beating him with. Uh-huh. Although that scene wasn't as good as in the first one, so right. Did you uh, like when he took his glasses off and he couldn't see? Yeah, like, yeah, that was good too. <laughs> okay. They did a good job. It's like they did a good job in the beginning of the movie, and it just went downhill real fast. See, okay, so I, I, it's weird that you say that because I was thinking the beginning sucked, and the second <laughs> half they kind of like went back to what was working with the first movie. Because in the first half, you don't have this like crazy ex-girlfriend that's trying to blow them up and like all of the fake deaths that we talked about with the first one. So when you don't have that, there was nothing in the first hour that was like obscure and totally unrealistic. And it felt like they were trying to make it plausible. Then in the second half, you know, shit hits the fan and stuff starts getting weird. But Okay. But like, you have to think about the first hour too, when like, Every time he parks a car, he <laughs> flings it into a parallel parking spot. They burn, they, like burn, they burn down a strip club. They have gunfights in the streets with Russians. Yeah, but I mean, that, that stuff happens in lots of movies. The, Not in the way it happens in this movie. 
I mean, you throw out a bag of tacks and a car flips over and okay. explodes. That I almost laughed there. That was pretty good. Huh. Uh, but here's the other thing. Uh, what was I going to say? This is good. This is good material. Well, I so going back to things that you thought were funny in the movie, I'm really disappointed because I really thought I had a bead on you were going to say this movie was a whole at least point or two better because of the scene when he gets puffball bacteria. <laughs> that, I don't know. It that just seems, okay. right, seems right up your alley when he runs out and the sunglasses are on the shaving yeah. cream. Yeah. I, I did like how he's running out and screaming and trashing that and all the rest of the band members are just eating their food. <laughs> yeah. John Goodman's like, run! And he grabs his hamburger as he's yeah. running out there. That was good. The band uh, members, the band members too. How about those guys? Talk about stellar actors. Uh, the best. I, I think they gave them too much. They gave them too many things to do in this movie that they yeah. didn't have them do in the first one. They were good at the one-liners in the old movie, and then they yeah. gave them like three lines, and it was just not good. Yeah. Okay, so is it just me, or did they miss a huge opportunity at the beginning by not having Dan Aykroyd stand there and have them like list his items. Oh, yeah. when he's getting out. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, like we were talking about how funny that is when John Belushi's there and he's like, you know, hat, yeah. sunglasses, one prophylactic. Right. <laughs> like, how do they not do that, redo that scene? Yeah. Well, and did you notice, did you notice when he's standing outside that the warden who sees him on the screen is the same guy that gave Jake all his stuff back? No. No. Oh, okay. That's because well, that it's the was... director of the movie. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well, same Which, director? Yeah. Frank Oz. He's Frank Oz. a million he's, things. Yeah. Well, Frank Oz Yoda. didn't direct it. Maybe he yeah, produced he might... it. Oh, John Landis. John Landis. Frank I think Oz Frank produced. Oz helped write it, maybe. Yeah, something like well, that. Well, no, because I was, okay, I was paying <clears throat> attention to those credits. Uh, it was written by John Landis and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. And who directed it? John Landis. Okay. Well, Frank Oz is in that. Maybe right. Frank Oz is not involved at all. I but think that's Frank, Frank Oz, Oz. But that is yeah. Frank Oz. That is Frank Oz, yeah. Who's Yoda also, just so and Grover. aware. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and who? Grover. Oh, got it. Right. <laughs> um, so. <clears throat> I don't know who Frank Oz is. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what he looked like. Have you ever seen The Wizard of Oz? I don't think he's in that. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, but that's yeah. Written- definitely. But. <laughs> What's funny, The Wizard of Oz was written by someone named Frank, wasn't it? Uh, Frank Baum, maybe? Baum? L.L. Bean? What year? (laughs) What year do you think he wrote it? (laughs) I think he wrote it in, like, 1934. I I have no idea. I was just asking you. (laughs) (laughs) We're just guessing on stuff. I'm I'm pretty good at guessing. Good content. That's good good (laughs) stuff. More stuff we don't know anything about, and we're just speculating wildly, even though we have computers right in front of us. They published it in the year 1900. Okay, so he the, the probably didn't write was, it in the 30s. The movie, the movie was, was like 39. Okay, yeah. Okay, anyway, back to Blues Brothers Frank Oz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think the point that made it... get off track just yet. <laughs> ...made me angry. Where I was physically angry at the movie was when he drove the Bluesmobile underwater. Because up <laughs> to then, it was like, okay, we're exaggerating a little bit. And now it's just, oh, this is a cartoon now. 
Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. And that was the hinge from the first half to the second half, right? That's yeah. the hinge point of the movie. But the whole first movie was like that. The whole first movie was a cartoon. But it wasn't... The bricks falling down, the phone booth shooting up into the air, the weird, the chase through the mall, the all of it. But I think you have to literally say this time, you know, they went cartoon. I mean, it, it they're underwater in a car with the windshield wipers on. Yeah, it'd be funny if those fish were actually animated, like Mary like, Poppins style. <laughs> not to defend this movie in any way, but <laughs> like... If you want to go, you know, the stupid parts of it that you could say, well, they're just being funny, even though it doesn't work, is like when they look in the trunk and Buster has like an apartment back there. Yeah, that's that was cool. funny. I mean, yeah. it's like yeah. a thing, right? That's, yeah. And then he goes, it's full. <laughs> yeah, that's about as extreme as you can go. <laughs> yeah. But when you're driving underwater or you do the triple ring of death. Which was the same ring of death three times over. <laughs> yeah. When they at the fair, when they drove on the thing, Bill, remember that? I don't know if I remember that part. You don't? I might have, I might have missed that. <laughs> cool. They drove the car in loops through a ring of fire. In the, this one or the The first car one? was on the fire and went through three exact same loops. Like they played the footage over and over again. I missed that part. Somehow. When they were singing, did you see him sing Ghost Riders in the Sky? Which, the, who sings it? The Blues Brothers. <laughs> At the fair. <laughs> and then the, the clouds turn into ghosts. And um, I must have missed the whole fair. I wonder what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, should, you know, that's actually the song. I like that. I've always liked that song. Yeah. Not necessarily by the Blues Brothers, but um, yeah, the, there's like a horses and cowboys. I think I went to the bathroom or something and left the movie for playing. a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty long scene. It, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, if we're if we're scoring this thing on the clamometer. Because I know this is supposed to be a shorter episode. Let's bring out the clamometer. Okay. We should probably get to the clamometer. Oh yeah. I think we're gonna keep it. <laughs> unique New York. Unique <laughs> New York. Let's make this whole thing the drop. Just a bunch of shit cut together. I almost did a spit take. I don't know why the clamometer sounds like bongo drum. <laughs> Come on. This whole thing went sideways real quick. Yeah, kilometer and uh, I mean clamometer. <laughs> Oh my god. I said kilometer. <laughs> okay. Kilometer time. Okay, so I gave the Blues Brothers before you jump in with your score, um, me and Ryan had our predictions. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Should that's we right. Give you those first or do you want them after? Uh go ahead. Let's see what <laughs> you guys thought. Because uh, Blues Brothers, the original Blues Brothers came in right at fifty one on the yeah. kilometer. So I said you were going to rank it at a 54, and Ryan said you were going to put it in at a 62. We had real good faith in your taste. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I felt like the the biggest problem was the plot. <laughs> and That's a big one. Because there was no plot and no story to it at all, and it was just like homages to scenes from the first one, I felt like this movie... Well, I liked the music better. I liked the kid. I liked some of the scenes better. I thought it had some fun parts to it. It's a totally useless movie if you haven't seen the first one. Right? So if you if you haven't seen the original one and you watch this, you would be like, what is this? Right? <laughs> right? 
um, which is how I felt watching the first one. But at least watching this one, I was like, oh, it's more of this. Um, so because of that, I don't think I can actually rank it higher. Um, and if I were going to tell someone to watch one of these, which I would not do, <laughs> I, I would tell them to watch the original. So uh, because of those reasons, I put it at 50, exactly one notch below the original. I would say wow. basically they're equal. They have equal good and bad parts. I would consider them continuation of the same thing. I don't think one is really better than the other, but but because the first one is original and has more of a plot, I would put it slightly above this. So, but you are telling me that I like Blues it Brothers better than Pee Wee. Two thousand is forty nine points higher than Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yes. <laughs> okay. Fun. Yeah. I hated Pee Wee. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> okay. Did, did so, you notice, Bill, that there was a, a song that was in both Pee Wee and Blues Brothers 2000? No. Fun fact. Go look, go look it up. <laughs> Probably won't. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, That's uh, all we had for this mini-sode of uh, the miseducation of a sheltered Bill. Uh, thanks for listening. Like, comment, subscribe. Yep. <clears throat> Follow us on all the socials. You guys got anything else to add? Bye. Bye. Later. <laughs>